0: This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Sharon Finney, Corporate Data Security Officer at the 37 Hospital Adventist Health System. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sharon.
1: Thanks, Howard. I appreciate it.
0: We want to discuss with you today your efforts to create security policies for the use of social media. So first, tell us a bit about why Adventist decided to use social media and how it determined who it would permit to use it.
1: Well, you know, Adventist is an organization that's very progressive in its adoption of new technology both on our clinical and, our, and the business side of our organization. And as you can imagine, hospitals are, I don't know of an industry that's probably better suited to um, the appropriate use of social media given that the business that we are about every day is really about connecting people together both on the care side as well as the business side, our physicians, patients, family members, um, education opportunities in in certain disciplines of our organization. I mean, there's just a broad spectrum of uses for this social media world that's out there today. Um, As we looked at how social media was progressing, um, we started looking at, you know, what are the potential uses of that from both a business and a clinical perspective to a healthcare organization the size of Adventist and then we began to also look at how would we want this used in our environment whose role or or function within our organization would be appropriate for the use of this type of technology and frankly how would we evaluate it the way that we evaluate every technology that we look at Does it have a business or a clinical use in our environment? If it does, what are those uses? Um, What are the risks associated with adopting the technology? And I think that that's probably where social media sort of deviates from the standard model and that it does sort of represent some additional risk to the organization. But that's really how we went about it. It was a very methodical and sort of a very practical business approach to assessing the technology and its use and who could potentially benefit from it within our organization.
0: So which social media options is Amethyst using today and for what purposes? Today
1: we are using probably just um, Facebook. A lot of our hospitals are starting to create their own sort of online presence or online identity uh, through Facebook, MySpace. We, we do have some hospitals that have Twitter sites, that they utilize to um, communicate various things um, to certain communities. And we are beginning to look at how we would also deploy this internally for um, education opportunities, particularly in things like diabetes education, cancer education, where uh, it is very beneficial to not only connect the clinicians with the patients, but also patients with patients. And you know, you create a, a very positive, very motivating sort of support infrastructure around those healthcare issues that those specific patients face every single day. And it creates quite a collaboration on their part and a support group and network amongst them. So we're starting to look at how we implement, you know, a Facebook or um, you know, Twitter or chatting type technologies to allow those types of connections as well. When it comes to social media, what do you perceive as the biggest security risks? Any technology that you implement today in any business can be used or it can be misused. And, and, and I don't think social media um, technologies are any different. There are always going to be risks. These are very publicly facing, publicly accessible sites there's always the risk for things to be unintentionally posted or for individuals who may not have the best interests of the group or the organization at heart to gain access to these types of sites. Again, they are extremely public. And I think that's really probably where, where we find the biggest security risk is what we see internally and externally today, which most of your security incidents today are unintentional and um, really more due to a lack of education about the technology that's being used. So we concern ourselves more with how do we educate people and how do we try to ensure that the sites and and these types of technologies are used in the most appropriate fashion. But I think the biggest security risk we have, of course, is, is again, personally identifiable or potential patient information information, being posted out there either most likely unintentionally, but in some cases we do have to consider the intentional uh, risk as well. So I think that would probably be the biggest security risk today.
0: I understand you created a team that spent more than six months crafting security policies for social media. How did you decide who was on the team and tell us a bit about the process of creating a consensus?
1: I've got to tell you, this probably, the creation of this policy and the implementation of this technology really forced us to bring together many different teams in the same room that had not necessarily, I think, really collaborated um, this extensively in the past. Because, again, of the far reaching aspects of this type of technology, it expands the group substantially. So the group that we pulled together to initially begin to look at this uh, were, um, of course, our corporate uh, PR, communications and marketing team, um, our legal team, members from our compliance group, risk management, um, data security, information systems, and then we had some individual uh, leadership from our hospitals that also participated so that we could get a good field perspective of how this would be utilized as well. So it was a fairly extensive group of people, and as you can imagine, that diverse group had many different aspects and perspectives on how this technology could be used and potentially misused in the environment. But I think that what we came up with after we uh, literally hashed through it um, um, was really a good policy and a good foundation for how we proceed forward uh, with developing and utilizing this technology. The process that we really went through is, again, a fairly standard process for us when we go through a policy development um, effort of this nature and that I utilized many different resources. I looked, of course, to the Internet. There are many organizations today who um, have already adopted this technology, who are already heavily um, vested in the use of it. Now, many of those groups don't necessarily have the regulatory issues that we have to deal with. And I think that that was probably one of the largest differentiators when I looked at various organizations like IBM and Hewlett Packard and Microsoft, Dell, these, um, you know, large organizations, um, healthcare organizations such as the Mayo Clinic and um, Columbia University and, you know, other large health or health related type um, organizations. Were um, those regulatory guidelines were really the thing that differentiated the process for us. So I brought together a lot of information about what those organizations had um, attempted to do relative to policies and standards regarding this technology, and I took sort of the best pieces of each of those and um, developed a draft um, of our policy and our standard. It is quite extensive. I mean, I'll tell you, the policy itself is about six pages long. The um, standards are about seven to eight pages long. So it's not a not a small policy or a small standard by any means. And then at that point, um, I convened this um, diverse group of um, expertise and uh, presented the draft to them. And we went through and covered the draft and the standards from all those aspects of all those different groups and honed this down to a document that was um, very useful, I think, in our environment. Um, At that point, once we had achieved what we felt like was a good, solid beginning and, and had achieved a consensus on what we felt like all of the concerns and issues might be, we then took that and presented that to our um, Corporate Compliance Steering Committee, and ultimately our Corporate Compliance Board for final approval and adoption. So this was seen all the way up the chain of our organization, right from management within our hospitals to corporate leadership uh, to um, our um, board of directors, all the way up to our board of directors. Um, So there was substantial support and buy-in at all levels of the organization, which I think is very critical for the adoption of this type of technology.
0: Could you summarize some of the highlights of the security policy?
1: In our um, policy, we specifically say that this is not a technology or a forum that is um, um, suited for uh, sharing a personally identifiable information of any type, whether that's medical or healthcare related, or even your own personal information. That was one of the foundations of of our use of this, is that it is not a forum for sharing that type of information. This is a forum for sharing and communicating information that is general in nature and um, related to healthcare today. It is to be used to uh, help Further knowledge and understanding of the communities that our hospitals serve relative to what our product and service offerings are, how we um, you know, communicate with our patients uh, relative to accessing those products and services, and a forum for the general community to ask questions and post comments or concerns um, um, about our facilities, uh, potential experiences that they've had. Um, you know, those types of things are defined within the policy, but it is definitely strictly prohibitive for the use of sharing information that's of a personal nature or specific to any individual patient. And that's in our policy. The standard really functions as more of a appropriate use document and we decided that we wanted to take sort of a do's and don'ts approach. First, we started to define, okay, what do we really expect people to do on these types of sites? And, and, you know, do be diligent in understanding that when you post to these sites as an Adventist employee that you're representing Adventists and and be diligent of that and, 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 you know, refer to our uh, core code of conduct and code of ethics. That all of our employees are educated on upon orientation within um, our organization. And then, you know, we did the standard don'ts. You know, don't ever misrepresent yourself realize that this is an online persona and, and we define what that is in the policy and the standard. And, and I think those are really the things that are critically important is that although our policy and standard is extensive and, and really what I consider to be lengthy for a policy and standard, we took a very simplistic approach to say, you know, here are the things we want you to do and here are the things that we really are very definitive don't when you are functioning in an online capacity. And frankly, Howard, honestly, they're the standard do's and don'ts that I would tell anybody, whether you're doing it from a personal perspective or a professional perspective, is that, you know, you want to be very careful about the things that you do and and how you present yourself in an online capacity today.
0: How are you going about educating staff about the policy, and did you set penalties for violations?
1: Yes, we did. I mean, again, anytime you have a policy, um, there have to be sanctions for violations. And But we decided that, again, in this vein, this is simply a technology. It's something that we are going to implement and deploy and engage in. Um, It's no different than any other technology that we deal with every single day. And as a result of that, we drove the sanctions through our standard HR uh, human resources uh, process. Each incident, if, if one comes about, fortunately, um, we haven't had any incidents to date, So, but um, if one does come about, then our process for dealing with that sanction is to engage uh, the local human resources representative, local management of the hospital, as well as corporate uh, facilities to evaluate the situation, and there's always that evaluation that has to occur about whether or not an incident was intentional or unintentional, and, and I think intent has to play a large part in evaluating the um, sanctions that need to be applied um, in any particular um, situation, whether it's related to social media or not. But for us, I think it was important because again, we are growing in our use of this technology. We're learning as a part of the process of deploying it. Um, we're learning about what our employees need to be educated on. So we really take a much more positive approach and that looking at, at these things as opportunities to improve our policy and our standard and also our training mechanism to better prepare our staff to deal with these types of technologies.
0: How are you going about monitoring how members of the staff are using social media?
1: Um, well, we have several monitoring capabilities here. Um, the first is, of course, we have our standard Internet um, uh, monitoring that we do. Um, we do that on all Internet traffic that passes across our Internet pipe. Um, it's a field, standard web filtering technology that looks for a variety of keywords, both in content and contextual um, fashion. Does it look like confidential information or patient information that might be um, uh, leaving our facility? And uh, we have the ability at that engine to look at that and, and take appropriate action. We also are in the process, of course, as we've discussed before, of deploying our data loss prevention uh, technologies on our perimeter gives us more in-depth insight um, into um, what is passing across that Internet pipe and um, a much more proactive approach to how we deal with it. Uh, that's a rule-based technology, and um, it has some very extensive filtering and monitoring capabilities but what it also provides us is the ability to take action at the point that the device sees something. So instead of being more reactive, we're going to take much more proactive approaches, particularly where this tool um, identifies that it could be potentially confidential or patient information that might be passing out of the facility. And that will create rules that either you know warn people and and, and make sure you know give them a little reminder at the point of use. Um, We may choose to completely block it and notify the user um, or the sender of the information that they need to, um, you know, contact data security or information services. We may use some alerting for different types of risk scenarios. So it's really going to be as we monitor and see what is occurring in the environment, um, we're going to make adjustments and we're going to tweak the monitoring of the tool Again, the same way we do with all of our security tools is we monitor them on a daily basis. We identify things. We take a proactive approach to remediating those. And then lastly, you know, we are investigating either, you know, certain types of web crawling software and services that would particularly allow our marketing and and PR and communications folks to um, crawl the web on a regular basis, look at various posts and and things like that that are are being put out in the general Internet um, about our hospital and products and services and those types of things. So we will most likely be implementing some of those types of technologies or services in the near future as well.
0: Any final advice you'd give to other organizations on how to address the security issues involved in social media?
1: Again, I I think my advice is, is don't let the hype of this let you think that this is different from any other technology that you have dealt with as an organization. I think that it is a very necessary tool in the business world today. Um, I think it has some very distinctive qualities that make it conducive for a healthcare organization to utilize it from a community education and an outreach perspective and therefore I think it has some very definitive uses in the organization, and I think each hospital or healthcare organization needs to assess that. Um, They need to determine what their capabilities are to manage and handle a technology of this type in their organization today, because I I don't think that we can um, underestimate either the value or the risk that this type of technology presents. And again, to take a very practical business and clinical approach to evaluating it. Whether you want it to be used or not, it's going to be used. It's going to be used within your hospital or it's going to be used outside of your hospital. You cannot block the use of this by individuals, patients, employees or other. They're going to use it within your walls or they're going to go outside of your walls and use it. But either way, Social media is here, it is a technology that is going to continue to infuse both our personal and our business and professional lives from this point forward. And my, my strong advice to any organization today is to evaluate it, uh, communicate to your employees what your expectations are from a professional perspective. Uh, be very clear with them that that this is not an intent to dictate their private or personal use of this type of media or technology, but that from a business perspective, as a representative of their organization, this is what is expected from the organization to use uh, this type of technology from an employee perspective because I think it's much better to be proactive and communicate and educate than it is to be reactive and discipline and sanction on the back end. That's a very negative uh, approach to take to discipline and sanction on the back end, and I think that training and education and taking a proactive approach is a much more positive feeling than, um, than the alternative.
0: Well, thanks, Sharon. We've been talking today with Sharon Finney of Adventist Health. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.